I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Good morning, San Diego. I am on a quest to not say the same introduction every time I do a podcast. So we're going to say some weird shit sometimes, and that's what came up today. I am once again coming at you from my husband's sauna of a steam room. Wait, what's the one that's not? No, sauna. That's the one that's not humid, right? Yeah, we don't. It's not steamy in here. It's not humid in here, but it's incredibly hot. Incredibly hot. And I've had a lot of caffeine today. I'm still getting over this nasty virus. But every day we're feeling a little bit better and we're here. We showed up today and that is something to be proud of. So today's episode, I want to talk about my weight loss journey. And I want to give you all five things that you might not expect to learn from a weight loss journey. Five things that maybe somebody um, else that has a, a weight loss journey or a, a fitness podcast hasn't mentioned to you about what could occur in a weight loss journey. So let's get into it. Uh, if you have followed me for some time on social media, I'm most active on Instagram. My handle is Mallory King Fitness. Um, I've been running my account since, I think, 2012, and that is when my weight loss journey really started to take off. And when I say really started to take off, I mean that I had tried many times previously to lose weight and did not um, see results or at least substantial results in my previous efforts. So that right there is hopefully something that gives you a little bit of faith, a little bit of belief in yourself. If you are somebody that has tried many times to lose weight, if that's something that you, you're trying to pursue, that's a goal that you have, and you feel like you failed at it, you feel defeated. Um, first of all, I want you to recognize that there is only temporary defeat. There is no such thing as failure unless you decide to give up on that goal. And sometimes that is not a bad thing. If you decide that you no longer want to pursue weight loss, 1000% okay, nothing wrong with that. If you are new to my philosophies and my teachings, I 100% support uh, weight loss goals or non-weight loss goals. I 100% support you in whatever feels best for you. You have the autonomy to decide what your goals are. And what you want to pursue. So there's nothing wrong with deciding that you no longer want to lose weight. But if that is a goal that you continue to have and you feel like you've struggled to meet that goal, I want you to know that we have all met that temporary defeat in any journey that we have embarked on and any goal that we have um, put in work to achieve. So I too spent uh, quite a few years, I think the first time that, I mean, 
as a child, as a young child, I was put on many diets. And I think that's something that we discussed in the first podcast. So I was no stranger to dieting. But the diets that I had gone on or been put on as a young child were diets that were certainly not sustainable, like using Jenny Craig's prepackaged meals or doing Weight Watchers point system. Um, It just was not something that I ever could see myself doing (laughs) long term. So I was 16 years old when I first started to like really try to pursue just living in a healthier way. Not trying to just go on a quick diet, a fad diet, like a marketing gimmick that I was taught, but really try to make some sustainable habit changes in my life. I was 16 years old and like that aha moment of being 16 year old, 16 years old and making that decision was going to the doctor's office, being weighed and seeing that I was 217 pounds, which for reference, I'm five, three and a half <laughs> by three and a half. <laughs> so, um, I'm a pretty petite build and seeing 217 pounds really opened my eyes to how I was treating my body. Um, I knew that I was about 180 pounds approximately a year prior to that weigh-in. So I didn't like frequently weigh myself at home. I don't even, maybe I had a scale. I guess I had a scale, but yeah, I just never, just one of those things I just avoided. And, um, so I had weighed myself about a year prior for something. I don't remember. I think it was to go to summer camp. We had to do like a health evaluation. And yeah, I remember the weigh-in that I had seen previously was around 180 pounds. So I had gained 37 pounds in about a year. Now, I want to say that like disclaimer here, there's nothing wrong with being 217 pounds. For me personally, it was a reflection of how I was gaining weight and living in a way that was very sedentary, uh, over-consuming calories, and I knew it was a path that I did not want to go on. So after being weighed at the doctor and seeing my doctor, my doctor told me um, this was a, a family physician that also saw my parents and knew of the weight-related issues, medical issues, health issues that my parents were experiencing. My doctor told me, Mallory, you are considered borderline obese and you are on the road to dealing with a lot of um, health or medical issues like your parents are. And that scared the ever-living shit out of me. Now, another thing that I want to mention here is this is me sharing the experience that I had as a 16-year-old and also throughout this podcast sharing experiences from my weight loss journey, which again, like really took off in 2012. So my philosophies, my like, my acknowledgement of fat phobia, um, internalized fat phobia, I'm, I'm very aware of these things. But again, just keep in mind that this is me sharing what had occurred 
in the past. So at 16 years old, hearing that I was borderline obese did scare me at that time. Now I'm pretty sure that I'm like considered like overweight category. What I, I don't even pay attention to that crap anymore. It does not scare me. I understand how out of touch the BMI um, scale is. And that's something that we could definitely do a podcast on in the future. But I just wanted to like add that disclaimer in. So I find out that I'm borderline obese and basically my doctor lectures me about how I'm on the road to dealing with a lot of health and medical issues because of my weight. And I recall like this being such a big moment in my story because it really was the first time that I felt like I was able or willing to take responsibility for where I was at with my health. Um, uh, Up until that point, I didn't really see it as something that I was in control of. I saw it as like, this is a reflection of how I was raised. This is how my parents are. This is just the way that we eat. These are the foods that we keep in the house. I was never like, I was put in soccer for a couple of years and I played defense because I didn't want to run around the field. I just wanted to stand in the same spot. <laughs> um, I was, I had a great kick though. I had a very impressive, strong kick. But um, anyways, this was the moment that I said, okay, I have a choice here. I can make a change here. And I talked about it in, um, I think last week's podcast or podcast number three, but I talked about how I, one of the very first things when I decided like, okay, I'm tired of like being a victim of my circumstance. I want to take ownership of my health. I want to do something about this. And I have the power to do something about this as I started to recognize that I identified as this person that was very lazy Um, didn't have any self-discipline, didn't have like a lot of drive or direction in life. And so I was able to identify like, hey, if I have all these beliefs about myself, these do not align with the person that I want to be, the person that I am now becoming. So I recognized very early on that I need to, as I sit and like look back, what I needed to do and what I did was rewrite this narrative about myself. So I started to tell myself, I am healthy, I am fit, I am capable of this, I am driven, I am self-disciplined. And I started to make changes in my life that aligned with these beliefs that I started to tell myself that I didn't necessarily believe yet in the beginning of my journey, like, you know, still being 200 and almost 20, almost 220 pounds and, you know, really struggling with some of these like behaviors that I, and habits that I was implementing. But I continued to tell myself, you are fit, you are healthy, you are strong, you have a great endurance, um, you take care of yourself, all of these things over and over again. And that really helped me to stay consistent with making habits in my life. And again, at this point, I really wanted to do things from a perspective of like sustainability and a lifestyle change, not pursuing a a fad diet. Like from 16 years old on, there was never a fad diet that I pursued aside from a little stint, is that the right word? With clean eating, which we'll get to that. But um, I started making changes in my diet by simply just trying to be more mindful of my portion sizes and trying to balance out my meals. So an example of this was like, I love, I still do, I love, but especially loved the fast food restaurant Wendy's. 
That is like my childhood nostalgia fast food restaurant. My mom took me there all the time to get dinner and it was right across the street from our, our house. So we frequented Wendy's. I love Wendy's. And as a kid, or before I started to make these um, eating habit changes, I would always get a chicken like filet sandwich, so the breaded chicken with mayonnaise on it, uh, with French fries and with a frosty. I will say I've never been big on soda, but your girl always got a frosty as her drink with her meal. So that was my usual go-to Wendy's meal, right? Well, when I decided to make some changes in my eating habits, what I wanted to do was try to balance out the meals that I was already eating. Like I was such a wise little teenager. I was smart, man. I'm looking back like, damn, I I was ahead of my time, <laughs> but I knew it wasn't realistic for me to like start eating salads all the time or like just, you know, start to eat like really healthy, like make a huge change in my diet. I just knew that wasn't going to work. So I was like, okay, what am I already eating? I love Wendy's. That's one of them. How can we just make this meal a little bit more balanced? So what I would do is I would get the grilled chicken filet with the french fries and maybe do like a kid size frosty instead of like a medium or a large size frosty, right? Like just making little changes like that. Or if I wanted to do the chicken, the like breaded chicken filet, then I would do a cup of chili or a side salad instead of the french fries. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't do the breaded chicken and the french fries and the full size frosty. I would always make sure something in there was a little bit better of a balance for the meal. And like Italian food is another example I always use because I freaking love Italian food. I think I was Italian in a past life. Uh, that is number one place, number one country that I want to visit is Italy. I love the Italian culture and I love Italian food. And I would make, you know, pasta with garlic bread and um, a Caesar salad, which Caesar salad dressing has a lot of calories in it. Not that that's a bad thing. But I recognize, okay, this is a really calorie-dense meal. Let's look at maybe doing like a smaller portion of the pasta. Um, I would definitely do like three or maybe even more pieces of garlic bread. So it's like, okay, let's bring it down to like one piece of garlic bread and then do like a lighter dressing or lighter salad option. So um, bulking up on that salad with a lighter dressing and yeah, a smaller portion of pasta and garlic bread. And that was really like the first big change that I made in my diet and in, um, in my lifestyle change was just trying to balance out my food a little bit better. It wasn't until losing about 20 pounds in about, I think it took me about like six months, maybe like eight months to lose about 20 pounds, just making changes with my eating habits that I started to introduce exercise. And when I introduced exercise, I, again, knew that it wasn't going to be practical for me to just start going to the gym multiple times a week. Again, remember, I'm 16 years old here. <laughs> this is still at 16 years old. Um, I decided to start walking every other day, just 20 to 30 minute walk every other day. That was an improvement from where I was at, right? Like at the time, I was not doing any activity whatsoever. So I said, okay, this is what we're going to start with. And I did that. I stuck with that for many months and upped it to every day. I'm going to go on a walk every day, 20 to 30 minutes. Eventually, I did get a gym membership and went a couple of times. Um, but yeah, this is about 
a little over the one year mark. And that's when I started to think about college and get ready for college. Um, there was also a lot going on in my personal life at the time, which we can dig into in a separate podcast, but I actually, um, not emancipated, but technically like, uh, <laughs> my husband, my now husband was my legal guardian at 17 years old. That is a story for a different day. Uh, but kind of weird scenario. He was my legal guardian at 17 years old. So there was a lot going on in my personal life, um, that did, start to distract me from this focus, but I wanted to discuss where I had really started on my journey at that age because it was such a big pivotal moment or like year for me to establish some things in my life and in my mindset and in my with my health that really came into play in 2012 when I got back on to my fitness journey, my weight loss journey. And in 2012, This was what I think I was 20 years old, maybe 21 years old. Wait, how old am I? I was born in 91. So 2000. So yeah, I was 21 years old. Um, right? (laughs) 20 or 21 years old at the time that I started getting back into my uh, fitness and weight loss journey. So at this point, I had moved out of my hometown and moved to Orlando, Florida, which is where I live now love it very much here, um, to go to college. Uh, I went to UCF, go Knights. And once I really settled in to college life, it took a couple of years. A lot of things, again, happened in my personal life. But once I was settled in at college and really my groove with my classes, um, that's when I decided, okay, I want to get back into this. And I certainly like kept up with some of the eating habits that I had established previously, but certainly not exercise habits. I was not exercising. Um, I was also getting into a lot of recreational drug use in college, a lot of drinking. So um, that was, I think, kind of like the point that I got to in college where I was like, okay, I've had my share of fun with the college experience and I'm really ready to like get back to taking care of my health and also like just starting to pursue like, where am I going with my life? <laughs> like, what What's the direction that I'm going in? So I started to um, focus again on my health and, and at the time, weight loss goals. So when I decided to get back into things, I, um, at this point in the fitness and uh, health world online, everybody was into clean eating. So that's what I started to pursue. And if you don't know what clean eating is, consider yourself lucky. But basically, clean eating means that you're avoiding anything that's processed, which is insane um, if you think about it, because most foods are processed and for good reason. Um, processed foods, we can talk about this in a different podcast episode, but processed foods, it does not mean it's a bad thing if a food is processed. It is a wonderful way to preserve food. It's a wonderful way to prepare food, um, to be, you know, different from obviously its uh, whole or organic source. So clean eating was all the rage when I started getting back into health and fitness. And that is what I jumped into initially. And that is also when I started my Instagram account. Woohoo! Wow, what a journey it's been on Instagram. It has been 10 years actually now since I started my Instagram. So that's super exciting. But 
I started my Instagram to track my journey as a great way to help hold me accountable and also just connect with like-minded people because there was nobody in my real life, you know, in Orlando around me in college that wanted to also pursue health and fitness goals. Um, my friends were so focused on like partying, socializing, drinking, and um, my now husband, who was my boyfriend then, was not interested in changing any of his eating habits or anything like that. So I wanted to connect with people. That's why I created my Instagram account. And through my Instagram account, uh, everything, everything's my whole life changed. What a wonderful blessing it was to create that account. Like looking back, wow, so crazy how much has happened since then. But once I made the account, I started consistently posting and it was a really great way for me to build a community of support and stay accountable to my goals. And through continuing to post and um, absorbing content on social media, on Instagram, I started to learn about other forms of eating habits or diets. And one of them was calorie and, and macro counting. And I don't remember what the book was called, but I remember purchasing a book to be able to learn more about it. Looking back now at that book, it was very like fat phobic, very problematic. And there were a lot of like myths in it. Now that I have my certifications in nutrition and personal training, I now see that. But at the time I felt like this book was, oh my God, so good. Tons of information. It helped me so much. I will say that it certainly did help me to learn about calories and being in a caloric deficit to lose weight which is truthful information that I was able to apply to start seeing very fast results. Um, with clean eating, I was not like really, I was had lost a little bit of weight, um, but yeah, it definitely was not a sustainable solution for me. I definitely like looking back can see how like disordered my eating was becoming and how big of an issue I could have ran into with an eating disorder if I continued on the path of clean eating because it was not enjoyable. I was not eating foods that I truly enjoyed and I was avoiding the, my favorite foods. And that was obviously not something like as a wee little 16 year old, I understood the importance of like, yeah, I want to be able to eat my Wendy's <laughs> and eat my spaghetti and Italian food. So clean eating was not working for me. Um, when I learned about calorie counting, learned about macro counting, that was when I started really feeling like, okay, this is something that's working for me. And I want to disclaimer this with saying it's not something that works for everybody. You do not need to track your calorie intake to lose weight. You do have to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight, but you do not have to track your intake to lose weight. And Again, it's not for everybody. It is something that for some people, it, it does turn into disordered eating tendencies. Some people become very obsessive and very concerned about their calorie intake. Um, I was very lucky to not have that happen to me. I think that tracking was something that felt like, okay, I love this because I can eat any of the foods that I enjoy, all the foods that I love, and it just focus on the portion sizes, which is something that I had really valued that first year uh, as a teenager of trying this whole health and fitness journey thing out. So I really took to it. 
Um, I liked that I was in control of knowing like, okay, this is how many calories I should consume to be able to reach the goals that I want to reach. And yeah, um, over consistently tracking for almost two years, I lost 100 pounds. And in those two years, I was also working out. I was going to the gym about three to four times a week. And for the majority of those two years, I was just doing cardio. I just would jump on the elliptical for like 30 minutes. Again, this was when I was in college. So I would just like study on the elliptical, like read, um, you know, a textbook or something like that. It was just a really easy way to like study, (laughs) kill two birds with one stone kind of thing. It wasn't until I was really close to that 100 pound mark loss that I started to strength train. And that will be a podcast for a different day talking about my strength training journey because strength training is very near and dear to my heart and has really helped with my confidence and self-image a whole lot. But in regards to my weight loss journey, yeah, it was just cardio and calorie counting that got me to that goal of losing 100 pounds in two years. And that equals out to be about 50 pounds a year, which is about one pound a week. One pound a week. So it's interesting because I've worked with a lot of people over this past, I've been coaching for eight years now, since 2014. I've worked with a lot of people. And for a lot of those people, they see four pounds down in the first month, right? And again, like that was just my average. I don't recall. I could probably find the data, um, all like my weigh-ins from my fitness pal, but Um, I think maybe it was a little bit faster in the beginning, but overall averaged out to one pound a week. And a lot of people see four pounds in the first month and they think that's not enough, especially when you have like a hefty weight loss goal, like a hundred pounds, you see four pounds in a month and you're like, okay, this isn't working. This isn't going fast enough. I'm only down four pounds. Only, only, only not enough lacking mindset, but I just kept going, you know, like the four pounds added up to eight pounds. And then I hit 16 pounds and then I hit 20 pounds and then 24 pounds. And sure enough, soon enough, in two years time, that time's going to pass anyway. I was down 100 pounds. So now that you've heard my journey of losing 100 pounds and how I did it and why I did it, let's talk about five things that might be unexpected to you that I learned from losing 100 pounds. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time. 